Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is Friday, May 13th. Friday the 13th. Uh, And it is Ryan here to do a solo episode of the Impact Power Hour. Angela is still on vacation. Pat is sick. So you're stuck with me. Woohoo! And this was the uh, post uh, Under Siege show. Uh, and the first step on the road to Slammiversary, uh, Impact's 20th anniversary of their first show, uh, as commentary, uh, said, uh, numerous times throughout this show. Um, and yeah, uh, if you didn't listen to our Under Siege, uh, review and go back, it was the, I believe the last episode in the podcast feed. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on any of the different platforms, Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, all that jazz. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Deep6Wrestling. There's no G at the end of wrestling. Uh, And subscribe to our our YouTube. We try to throw up as much as we can on there. Uh, It's just Deep6Wrestling. So yeah. Uh, we are on plenty of different platforms for you guys to follow us, and it's free. Uh, leave us a rating, comments, tweet at us, comment on our stuff. It's free, uh, and we like hearing feedback when we can. So yeah, um, after uh, so getting right into this, um, we had BTI um, and. The BTI match was Ace Austin versus Aiden Prince, who uh, I didn't realize had been signed by Impact. I don't know how long ago, but uh, knows that Impact now has a roster page for him, as well as uh, him having it in his bios on social media and stuff. So that's cool. Um, This crowd continued to be weird. Uh, We commented about how they were very odd at Under Siege, booing the baby faces, cheering heels. Um, crowd was not really into Ace Austin. Crowd was very behind Aiden Prince in this, which, again, kind of bizarre. Um, I know Ace Austin's a heel, but from when me and Angela went to go to the Impact taping uh, back in March, uh, he was being a heel, um, running down crowds before shows and stuff, uh, or before his matches, um, which wouldn't be aired, so very odd to see see that. Um, but yeah, um, I thought this was a really good uh, start to the show. Uh, BTI matches are normally hit or miss, but when they've got somebody like Ace Austin on it, it's going to be a good match because uh, the man's on fire. Um, this is his last match, I believe, before going to Best of Super Juniors. 
because uh, I don't think they taped any other matches uh, with him uh, at this taping, uh, and he's already over in Japan, uh, so he won't be at the set of tapings tonight and tomorrow down in Florida. Um, who is going to be at the tapings in Florida, though, is uh, Frankie Kazarian of AEW uh, is facing Chris Sabin, they announced uh, on Twitter uh, before the show went on the air tonight. So that's cool. Um, Iceman Intel is basically just Sammy Callahan is back uh, and is looking for revenge against everyone who has wronged him, and that is not limited to Moose. So be interesting to see who else he goes after. Um, to start off the show, commentary is in the ring, um, and they are announcing that there's going to be a gauntlet for gold tonight, um, to determine Josh Alexander's challenger for Slammiversary. We then get a video package of previous gauntlet for golds, uh, including, uh, the ones that named the first NWA TNA champion Ken Ken Shamrock. Uh, and the first ever Knockouts champion, Gail Kim. Uh, we also had a few competitors uh, in this year, or this one's, uh, going over their strategies and basically announcing that they were going to be in it. And they announced that this is going to be the main event. Um, and as they're talking about this, um, uh, Honor No More interrupt, uh, and we we're told by... David Penzer, the ring announcer, that uh, they are out here because Kenny King is in a qualification match for an Ultimate X match at Slammiversary. Commentary, nobody said why this was happening. Um, and then midway through the match, they said that, oh yeah, uh, as you heard, this is a qualification match. Um, and the X Division title will be he- uh, d- uh, defended in Ultimate X at Slammiversary. Uh, so we got Kenny King versus Chris Bay with Bullet Club and Honor No More wrestlers banned from ringside. Um, this allowed Maria to stay out there and she was on commentary for this. Um, basically, her and uh, Matt Raywalt were just running down Chris Bay as this fanboy who's not actually a real member of Bullet Club that he's just here because uh, Jay White and the Good Brothers need somebody to hold their jackets during matches, uh, get them coffee, get them drinks backstage, uh, and that he's still cosplaying as just a fanboy like he claims he is on Twitter about how he claims that he uh, Bullet Club were one of the reasons he got into wrestling and all that, uh, so they're just using him. Um, also, again, uh, hyping... Or, all of commentary talking about how Kenny King uh, was one of the trainers for Chris Bay. Um, Chris Bay looks like he's going to win this. Maria gets on the apron to try to knock him off the top rope. Uh, the ref clearly sees this and just tells her to get down. So she gets down and he looks like he's going to go after her. Uh, Chris looks like he's going to go after her. Kenny uh, takes control, hits the Royal Flush, and wins. So Kenny King is our first X Division or Ultimate X competitor um, for Slammiversary. Uh, interesting. I, I don't believe they said Ace Austin was going to be in this. Uh, so possibly the chance that while he's in Japan, he ends up putting it on the line uh, and he could lose it. I, I, I don't know. I think it's safe to say that he's going to win it. Um, but uh, I do know that Clark Connors, uh, who is the uh, 
first opponent in Best of Super Juniors for Ace Austin says that if he beats Ace, he would love to come to Impact to challenge for the X Division title, um, which would be cool. Um, it would continue the New Japan relationship with uh, Impact, um, and it would be cool to get some new faces for this match, um, if possible. Um, I, I think Ace is going to beat Clark, um, and I also think that Ace should be able to uh, be in this uh, Ultimate X match, uh, still the X Division champ. Um, so yeah, um, after this match, um, we get uh, the the announcement that the Influence versus Alicia Edwards and Giselle Shaw is next for the Knockouts tag titles. Um, Alicia is banging on Giselle's door to get her to come. Uh, Giselle says, don't rush me. Why are you always rushing me? Why are you so bossy? Uh, and Alicia's just like, our match is next. We need to hurry. Uh, and then they go out and get a jobber entrance. Um, Giselle looked really good in this match. Alicia did not look good in this match. Um, the story was mainly Giselle trying to... It was dominating both of Madison and Tennille whenever she was in. But then the numbers game kept on coming to uh, a head. Uh, and they finally got the upper hand. They throw Giselle into the corner. Alicia like hesitates if she wants to tag herself in or not. Then she does. Giselle rolls out. Alicia hits a flat liner. Um, and goes for the pin on Madison. Tennille comes in. And as Tennille comes in, the ref turns to Giselle. Uh, Giselle uh, and prevents Giselle from getting into the ring, uh, saying that she can't get in, um, and Giselle's like, Tennille's in, like, what, what do you mean, um, yeah, uh, the influence would then attack Giselle, knocking her off the apron, uh, before hitting the collab on Alicia for the win, this was a match I don't get why the ref was so against Giselle coming in when there are clearly two people in for the influence. He claimed they made a tag. It clearly was not made because Tennille was on the outside and Madison was getting pinned. Um, yeah, this this was weird. Um, I didn't think Giselle and Alicia were going to get this win as it was announced for no reason, basically, just because Giselle had beaten Madison on the pre-show. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, after this, we get a Violent by Design promo, basically uh, confirming that next week uh, the Briscoes are going to, or Violent by Design is cashing in their rematch clause on the Briscoes, and it will be Joe Doring versus, or Joe Doring and Diener versus the Briscoes. Uh, and Eric Young is putting himself into the gauntlet for the gold tonight, and he is going to win it, and he is going to win back the title and show why Violent by Design control and have all the power in Impact Wrestling. Um, after this, we get Gail Kim in the ring, and she announces that Slam uh, that this past year, uh, the Knockouts division has continued to make history. They over the last few years, they've done the first ever Knockouts uh, Iron Woman match. They did the first Ultimate X match. They've main evented shows. Um, they've had double champs. 
and now they are going to have the first ever Queen of the Mountain match uh, to, for the Knockouts title, and it is going to be between Tasha Steeles, Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, and before she can announce the last person, Tasha and Savannah come back, and commentary is just like, oh, I guess Savannah got out of the Undead Realm. Uh, I guess Rosemary let her out after they lost. And, yeah, the commentary basically, it, it felt like commentary was like, yeah, this makes logical sense. Why would Rosemary let Savannah out just because Havoc lost? Um, which is a good point. Why Why would you do that? But, whatever. Uh, Tasha claims that Gail is making it personal uh, between her and Tasha. She says that Tasha, or that Tasha knows who the final person is. Uh, and it's going to be Savannah Evans, and that the reason Gail, uh, Gail says it is not Savannah Evans, Savannah will have to wait her turn, because all of the people in this match are former champions, uh, knockout champions, um, and uh, Tasha does not like this. Um, she announced, uh, Gail announces that the last person is Mia Yim. Crowd goes wild for this. Tasha is. A, a, basically says this is personal still uh you're just mad that i beat the last uh person from your generation and that the new generation is taking over uh and then she she and savannah threaten gail they drop the belts it look like they're going to attack her uh but out comes mia yim lights go out her her people come out with the masks and stuff mia attacks uh and then diana attacks and then Taya and Jordan attack, and I guess Taya is filling in for Chelsea because Chelsea isn't available. Um, so yeah, um, the baby faces stand tall, and this will be announced later that it will be lead to a six-woman tag match next week between Deanna, Tasha, and Savannah versus Mia, Jordan, and Taya. Um, yeah, after this, uh, we get a Rich Swan promo about how he's going to uh, win the title again. Uh, he's going to win Gauntlet for Gold. And, you know, the, the everybody really wants a world championship. Uh, it's people back here in Impact really want this world championship so much that they're naming all their titles world championships, like the Digital Media Championship and Matt Cardona calling it a world championship. He says that's no slight on the Digital Media Championship because he would love to get his hands on that. Uh, but right now he's only focused on the World Championship, the real World Championship. Uh, after this we get Jay White and El Fantasma versus Josh Alexander and Tomohiro Ishii. I thought this was a really good match. It makes sense. All four of these guys are really good. Um, they kept on hinting at Josh versus Jay happening throughout this match, but... Uh, they start off, both of them in the ring, Jay exiting immediately, saying he doesn't want to have this, and not, not here, uh, not now. Uh, him and uh, Josh and Phantasmo have some really good back and forth. Um, Ishii comes in, just wrecks house for a bit, uh, but then the Bullet Club numbers advantage takes over, and they do their, their scratching up of the back. Uh, Phantasmo scratches Ishii so hard that he turns over to the camera and it looks like he has some red in his fingers. Um, and commentary says that that looks like blood. 
didn't look like Ishii was bleeding, um, but yeah, uh, at least not at this point. Um, uh, we go commercial, we come back, um, uh, the heels are still dominating, but it wouldn't last for too much longer before Josh and Ishii take control, uh, and Josh actually hit, uh, looks like he's gonna, uh, win the match on El Fantasmo, but... Jay comes in for a Blade Runner. He counters this and hits a C4 spike on Jay, which the crowd was shocked that this happened. Um, I was shocked. Pat was shocked when he watched it um, with me um, that 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 happened. Uh, And then Ishii came in, uh, hits the vertical brain buster, and pins El Phantasmo. And then Josh and Jay have a stare down. Maybe hinting that down the line we could get Josh versus Jay, which I would think would be a money match, but I don't know if if New Japan would let Jay lose, um, because I don't think Josh should lose the title just yet. Um, after this, we get a Briscoe's promo, and this is absolutely off the walls. Um, we've got the Briscoes repeating that you know we kept on saying we're magnets and we're in. That we were going to bring him to a, to the championship atmosphere, uh, and now we're representing Impact, who have forty years of history. We're representing forty years of history. They keep on saying forty years, forty years, forty years, and no, Impact's only been around for twenty. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean that's what you're going to get with the Briscoes. It's just wild shit. And this takes us to our main event: the Gauntlet for the Gold. Uh, our number one competitor is uh, Chris Sabin, and number two is Alex Shelley. Um, and they have a good good uh, back and forth, as you would expect, two guys who have worked together for so long, um, having respect for each other and just knowing each other really well. Eddie Edwards would come out next, um, and he would last for quite some time in this um other people, just going down the list of people who would come in here, uh, Vincent would be next at number four, Macklin would come in at number five, and then the big surprise entrant, Shark Boy, comes out at number six, uh, and then we go to co- uh, commercial after uh, Shark Boy gets some offense in, um, and he poses with the Motor City Machine Guns. We come back from commercial, and Raj Singh and Trey Miguel have come in at 7 and 8. And also during this, uh, Shark Boy had been eliminated by Eddie Edwards. Um, after this came Bupinder, who immediately eliminates Raj Singh. Um, Trey Miguel would then uh, get eliminated very quickly after this, um, because Macklin would eliminate him. Um, Shira would come in. Um, who wouldn't last too long. He'd get Bupinder on the ropes before W. Morrissey would come out. And W. Morrissey and Shearer had a standoff before Morrissey eliminated him. Eric Young would then come out at number 12, followed by the GOAT himself, Johnny Swinger. Uh, Swinger would come out on a little cart that was pushed by uh, Zicky Dice, reminiscent to the uh, carts that were used at the Alamo Dome for the Royal Rumble a few years ago because of how long of a ramp it was. They needed to have carts to push the guy, uh, to bring the guys to the ring, the bigger guys, um, or slower guys. Um, 
and the entire time Swinger is just doing the bushwhacker uh, little movements. He gets in immediately, is still doing the bushwhacker stuff, gets thrown out immediately by Eric Young. Uh, he lands on his feet and just, again, walks doing the bushwhackers, gets back in his cart, and Zicky pulls him back. Uh, this was fantastic stuff. Uh, that would take us to commercial. We would come back, and Heath and Black Tarus had, had now been added. They didn't tell us what spots they came in or what order. Um, Rhino would be coming out as com- uh, the commercial ends, and he immediately gores Eddie Edwards, uh, who Heath throws out of the ring. Um, Eddie Edwards also eliminated Alex Shelley during the commercial break. Uh, so he got his second elimination there. After Rhino was Moose, Moose would eliminate Heath. He would eliminate Black Tarus. He would eliminate Rhino, all in quick succession uh, before the lights would go out. And Sammy appeared in the ring, hits Moose with the baseball bat. Uh, Chris Sabin lowers the ropes and Moose goes out and then Sammy leaves. Um, so Sammy, not an official entrant, uh, but did get an partial elimination on Moose. Um, Rich Swan would then come in at number 18 and then 19, Matt Cardona's music and Titan Tron would hit and Matt Raywalt from commentary would get in eliminating Rich Swan. Um, the crowd was absolutely pissed off about this. Um, I thought this was fantastic. It'll be interesting to see if Raywald is joining uh, the major players, if this was just a spot that they just did for no reason. But it does continue the Matt uh, Cardona and Rich Swan storyline a bit. Uh, and then finally, PCO would come in. PCO would eliminate Matt Raywalt. Um, and we would be left uh, with Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards... Or not A. Edwards, Eric Young, Steve Macklin, W. Morrissey, who took a power bomb or a pile driver from uh, uh, Eric Young almost immediately after he got in, or Eric Young came in uh, and was on the outside after for a while being looked at by uh, the referees. Uh, Eddie Edwards went over to check on him as well um, at point, kind of breaking character just to look at and check on him. Uh, but Morrissey would come back in. Macklin would eliminate Morrissey. Uh, Macklin would be eliminated by Chris Sabin. And then that would leave us with our final two, Eric Young versus Sabin. And Eric Young would pin Chris Sabin for the win. Chris Sabin, or er, Eric Young, will be facing Josh Alexander at Slammiversary. Um, I think there's some questions on why Eric Young and not somebody like Eddie Edwards was put in this spot because I think, uh, I know me, Pat, Angelo have all said that it seemed like that was going to be the next logical step was Eddie Edwards versus Josh. Um, not a hundred, not 100% against Eric being in this spot, but just seems a little bit odd. Um, so yeah, uh, next week we've got, uh, in addition to the two tag matches that have uh, we talked about, or I talked about earlier, we also have Mike Bailey versus Laredo Kid for the next qualifying match for the 
uh, Ultimate X at Slammiversary, and also the OG Kingdom of Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, Taven versus the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson will happen. Uh, so yeah, I thought this was a good episode. I think the Gauntlet for the Gold was a fun ending of this show. Uh, it's definitely not something that normally happens. Um, again, odd winner. Um, but we've got five more weeks, basically, for build. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think the uh, the Briscoes are going to lose to Violent by Design um, next week. Um, so that that looks like the Briscoes will still hold that. I'm interested to see who their challengers will be at Slammiversary. Um, yeah. Um, so that's it for me. Uh, next week we'll be back. Hopefully all three of us, or at least me and Angela will be back on it. Um, AEW podcast should be back as well next week. And there might be some stuff for best of super juniors as well. We did our predictions for best of super juniors. If you want to go back and listen to that podcast as well. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys for listening. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.